Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting beings everywhere. Today's podcast is about sharing information. So a couple of weeks ago, my friend Stephanie Birch wrote a new, in her newsletter, which is awesome, about how hard it was when she first became a yoga teacher, how she wasn't welcomed into the yoga teacher community in the way that she had expected by not everyone, but some people. And what she found is that when she would have a question about something, about a flow someone did or about a playlist, she found that people were very withholding. And we've talked about this before when we met and she appreciated when I helped her with some anatomical stuff. She wasn't using her glutes in the way that I like to teach. And I gave her that nugget. And I think she was surprised by getting more information from a teacher. Anyway, she's gone on to find other people to help out. And of course, she is an amazing teacher and always sharing knowledge and, and acquiring new knowledge. So she's a great example of what we should be. But it's just an interesting, I think, just. It's fascinating to think of people withholding information. And so I've thought about what would be the reason and how can we kind of overcome it? And I think the reason is always going to boil down to fear, fear of our own inadequacies. And if we think that we've got a little bit more um, knowledge or experience or one up on someone or others that we want to hold on to it. And by not sharing it, we're, we're kind of holding on to this kind of golden fleece, so to speak. And that's just based on all of our own stuff, 
all of our own insecurities and again, that fear that we might not be enough of whatever, maybe we don't feel like we're smart enough or we don't have enough knowledge or we don't experience, we're not old enough. There's more people coming into the field that we're in. And this, you can really, it can go across any field. It could be in the physical therapy world. You know, I've seen physical therapists who are incredibly, incredibly generous with their knowledge and others who were not so much. So it's not just yoga teaching. It could be anything. And so I think if we, a lot of times it is just a matter of teasing out and really digging into what is the cause of this. And I think if we recognize that actually by being generous with our knowledge and generous with our time, we will get even more in return than we could possibly imagine. And all of our fears or doubts will actually be tossed to the curb because they won't, they can't come to fruition because they're not true. They're stories that we've told ourselves. So this is the challenge that I would ask you in in terms of whatever you feel like you're really great at. And this could be, again, it could be like giving a good mom tip. This, This is professional, personal, whatever, but have you ever felt like you were withholding something? that you were withholding information, that you were withholding advice, withholding knowledge, um, withholding help, because somehow you have, it gave you a sense of more power. So sometimes I remember I was talking to my mom when many, many years back, and um, she was telling me this story about her relationship with her mom. And my grandmother, her mom was really, we had a good relationship, but as it often is, sometimes the mother and a direct child have might have something that's more just fiery or it's, it's just more, it hasn't been diffused by a, a, another generation being involved. And she was saying with her mom, what her, like my grandmother's tendency in her, in her parenting was to withhold. And that might've been generational. That might've been like the parenting technique of that time period, but to not actually give compliments. So what she would do is she would come and visit us, my mom, my grandmother would visit us. And then she would tell my mom all about the amazing things my mom's brother, my uncle was doing you know, on and on and on about them and their family. And she would tell my mom this. And this mom made my mom feel really inadequate. You know, she's like, why is she always complimenting my brother? But she never says anything to me. And then she told me this story that they had redecorated the house, they redecorated their bedroom. And my dad was a surgeon and he had done a lot of years of of scraping by and, and they just had bought their first home and they decorated it. And my grandmother came to visit and she comes in and my mom is so ready to show off this like new master bedroom. And you can imagine the, the pride that that would have, that she would have had, like that, you know, she has four young kids and they've been saving money and they buy their new house and she's decorated the one first thing, which is their master bedroom. And her mother comes in and says nothing else but looks. And she says, those drapes are too heavy for that window. And then walks out of the room. And, you know, my mom, here's an, she's an adult. And then she's telling me when I'm almost an adult about this story, and it still was painful to her. And the point was that 
in some way, and of course my mom was mature and, and kind of recognized it, but it still is painful. She, In some way she realized that my grandmother's um, way of feeling like she mattered, that she was, that she had some kind of power position over my mom was to withhold giving her affirmation or compliments. And I think this is the case in a lot of relationships. And it's, no one means to be kind of like, um, a, a meanie cat, as I would call it, by by not giving a very easy compliment to someone who's worked hard at something. But by not giving it, you somehow feel like you have a little bit of something on that person. You know, like, I'm just going to hold back from giving you something, whether it's a compliment or whether it's like, again, it could be knowledge, because that gives me this sense of power. And that's all coming from this kind of effed upness of not feeling enough in your own self. So what I would say is think about in your own life in any way, it could be in a relationship, it could be in a in that relationship, could be in, in your position of work, like being a yoga teacher or being a physical therapist or being a whatever it is you do. And is there any way that you have consciously or even unconsciously <laughs> subconsciously held back on giving giving little golden nuggets, whether it was like good feedback or whether it was a little knowledge, you know, telling people, hey, it's actually a good idea to use your glutes when you're backbending. <laughs> why, why? And, and if you haven't, if you didn't, if you know you held back, what, think about why. What, did, what was the feeling that came up for you? Because a feeling is, in a, is a feeling. That's all it is. It's, it, it's real. It feels real at the time, but you are not your feeling, right? So can you kind of lift it up and examine it? Because until it's examined, it's just going to you know, stay, stay under the covers. But if you lift it up and you say, you know, why am I being that way? Why am I not going to share this? Because I feel like if I share it somehow, I'll lose some some credibility, I'll lose some of my power, like because I'm holding on to this information. And I've I've told this story before, but I remember when I was creating my teacher training, and I have this very, very specific style that is super super based on my my physical therapy knowledge, but I I really fuse it into this um yogic philosophy, like modern day life philosophy. And and the organization of a yoga vinyasa class, but I, I blend it and every everything about it has a lot of rationale to it. It's both incredibly um, logical and creative and similarly very physical, but also incredibly spiritual because when, you, when you're able to do things in your body, you put into your cellular matrix like all this incredible potential of magic that can happen and that just makes you feel good. You know, it just makes you feel lit up. So anyway, when I was bringing and and creating this um, teacher training course, I had a few people say, are you really wanting to teach this to people? What if they go and do something with it? And I was like, what if they do? Isn't that what we want? Isn't that a good thing? But it made me think like, am I, am I, should I, should I hold on to this? And I thought, why would I hold on to it? It's like the, the saying, um, you know, it's, the person with the most toys dies alone or something like that. It's like, you know, just holding on to your stuff, it's not going to get you anywhere and it's not going to give you any satisfaction and it's just being stingy. And isn't that an, I, that's such a great word to describe 
a really awful way to be. Stingy. It's awful. Can we all just not be stingy with our knowledge, with our with our time, with our patience, with our um, giving affirmations, and with our receiving them as well? Like, start learning how to receive the the compliments or the affirmations or the knowledge as well. And what I loved like about Steffi is what she she was like. She thanked me so many times. Like there was such an acknowledgement. And an affirmation, and so inevitably that sets a feed sets up a feedback loop. When you acknowledge what somebody has given you, that person's going to want to give more, and then it just it's a wonderful, wonderful feedback loop. And we know that gratitude there's just the act of feeling grateful stimulates your hypothalamus, which is this area of your brain that's associated with all kinds of. Um, bodily functions, including sleep, including your wellness, your health. So including their ability to handle stress. So feeling grateful is, is just had this, has this cascade effect of just feeling more happy and more content and being generous does the same thing. So you're being grateful, but you're also being generous. So think about any way in your life that you're not being generous and be more generous. And then also really, really tease out the reason why, because that'll help you grow. If we just uncover the fear, we unearth it and we just bring it to light, it loses a lot of power immediately. So this is short and sweet. Go out and do good and give, 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 give generously. Um, And the, the real to me, the definition of generosity, true generosity, is when you give without expectation of getting anything in return. And there's there's no conditionality to it. So can you give fully? Because honestly, when you when you do give fully with that just full generosity, you will get something back. We know that, but you're not doing it in order to get something back. So be generous, be generous with your heart, with your spirit, with your knowledge, with your compliments, with your love. You know, we're, we're on this earth for a limited amount of time. I mean, hopefully it's a really long time, but really in the big scheme of things, it still goes by quickly. So why not fill it up with goodness? Get over fear, get over ego that, that, that makes you feel like you're not enough because you are and move in that sense. And the more you actually believe it, you will believe it, if that makes sense. Like, fake it till you make it. Start giving away things, even if you have that moment of hesitation. Even if you have it, do it anyway, and you will you'll become more and more comfortable with it, and then you'll feel the effects of that, which are amazing. So, go do it. Give the knowledge and give the love. And I'm sending out lots of hugs to you. And, and really share this with friends so everybody can um, benefit from, from generosity. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 